today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022, and I actually had plans to to podcast on Friday, but um, I just got lazy and I was too busy watching Heartstopper on Netflix. (laughs) Yes, I've watched that like 10 times all the way through now, Um, but like yesterday I didn't watch it at all, but I had other things to do, and I I don't know that I'll be watching it today because I have other things to do today too. In any case, so last week... We had, um, I think I recorded on May the 4th, which was, you know, the Star Wars May the 4th with you. And then the next day was Racist Chips and Salsa Day, and I totally forgot to mention it. Um, Racist Chips and Salsa Day is uh, Cinco de Mayo on May 5th, and years and years ago, when I was podcasting before, um, I mentioned that I thought it was racist to um, have chips and salsa on Cinco de Mayo, because that's not really what... Um, you know, the, the the day is four. It's all about um, Mexican independence, I believe. But anyway, I, uh, I, I that, that has become a joke every year. So like Big Fatty says, uh, thanks to Archer, uh, you know, racist chips and salsa day. So he says that every year. And I said it to him on Twitter because he mentioned it on his podcast last week. Anyway, I missed it. So anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed racist chips and salsa day last week. I know I did, but I did not eat um, chips and salsa. (laughs) Now, the other holiday we had on Sunday was Mother's Day on Sunday. And as you know, some most of you know, my mother passed away almost two years ago. Well, it'll be two years in September, so like a year and a half ago. And every year, well, the first year after my mother died and we had Mother's Day, my family... um, we all were texting each other because we have a group text for because I have a big family. There's, um, well, siblings. There's seven of us all together, and I think I'm sure I've mentioned that before. And then with all their kids and their wives and their husbands and stuff, when we're all together, I believe it's 24 or 25. I can't remember. But on the text message, most of us are on this group text message. And last year on Mother's Day, we texted pictures. Um, of our mother that we really liked and, you know, brought back memories and stuff. And we were all, you know, very um, emotional and stuff like that. Well, this year, uh, it wasn't nearly as emotional. I guess, you know, the the more time you are away from the death, the better you feel. And, you know, you don't... Well, I think about my mom, my mom every day. But on Mother's Day, we did do the same thing again, but not to the same extent. Like, I think only like four four of my siblings posted pictures and we you know, texted back and forth, but not nearly as much as it was the first year. So hopefully, if your mother is still around, or even if she's not around, hopefully you enjoyed Mother's Day. And for those of you out there who are mothers, and I don't mean motherfuckers, (laughs) I mean mothers, uh, hopefully you had a nice Mother's Day as well. Um, I don't think we did anything for Mother's Day. My husband called his mother, who is still alive, and talked with her for a good long time. So, um, they enjoyed their Mother's Day. And I guess you, even though they passed away, like Big Fatty says, if your uh, mother has passed away or if you and your mother aren't speaking or whatever, that he would be your mother for you for Mother's Day. But um, I, I didn't need him. So <laughs> anyway, moving right along. So um, some of you know that in my retirement, because I've been retired now for five years, this is the fifth year, I have taken up a whole bunch of different hobbies like bird watching and continuing to podcast. I like to make videos. I like to take pictures. 
um, all this kind of stuff. Well, one of the other things that I started was sewing. And in the past, I have sewn a pillow, actually a couple of pillows, um, a costume for Halloween, um, a table runner for our dining room table, and then tons of masks for, you know, my sewing got um, railroaded during the during the COVID um, because I was making masks all the time because my husband has to wear one every day for, for work. And um, so anyway, so this, a couple months ago, my good friend Jill and I, we went to a fabric store out in Maryland and I was looking for some fabric to make a tablecloth. And I was very specific what I wanted. I wanted a solid color. I wanted it to be like a, I, I don't think that, I'm thinking of the, the name Confederate blue, but I don't think that's the correct name for this color. It's like a slate blue um, color. And anyway, so I found it and then I, I needed to have it wide enough to, you know, go across the whole table without having to put a seam in it or anything. So they, they did have this um, uh, fabric store had really wide, like 48 inch wide, or maybe it's even 52 inches wide um, fabric. So I got like three yards, way more than I needed because I wanted to be able to make mistakes and <laughs> correct it. So last week I spent, I don't know, three days working on this tablecloth, measuring it out, putting it on the table, figuring out where I needed to cut and where I wanted to have my hems and stuff like that. So um, then on, well, that was on Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday, I sewed the tablecloth. And I, I'm a little um, rusty in my uh, sewing practice because my lines, my sew lines were not very straight. But I mean, once I got into a routine, they were fine. But um, when I first did one, the first, like the first uh, short side, uh, it was not very good. And I think it was the way I was pinning the material after I had ironed the hem down. Um, but then I figured that out. So I ended up making a tablecloth, this, uh, I, I'm calling it slate blue uh, color tablecloth. Um, and it looks beautiful on the table. I finished it and I had, we had already bought some, well, we didn't buy them, but our friends, Jill and Michael, they um, bought us placemats to go with the blue. So I put those on the table and I took a picture and I'm going to um, put that picture on the website. So if you want to go look at the picture of our new tablecloth on the table that I sewed myself. And when you think about it, a tablecloth isn't that hard to do because you're really just sewing four sides of a rectangle. But the measuring and the figuring out how much you want to hang over the side and, and you know, do you want an, an inch hem all the way around it or a half inch? And I only did a half inch because the material was only wide enough to have like five or six inches hanging over on both sides of the long side of the table. Um, but the ends, there were, there were plenty of material for the ends to be a little longer. Anyway, so I, I did that and I, I now know how to make a tablecloth and... Um, if you want to see the picture of it, you can go over to Arch Radio, or um, or I might put it in the tweet when I um, put this new show. Anyway, um, so I made a tablecloth. I'm really proud of myself for doing the tablecloth. Now I got to think about. Well, my husband now wants me to make pillows for um, our couch because the pillows we have are too like the material is really rough, and um, I don't like leaning against it or putting my head on it if I'm going to take a nap or so. Uh, my husband wants me to make new pillows for our couch, but I will get to that at some point in the future because um, I don't have any material yet for it. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, okay, now, um, last week when I recorded on on Tuesday, I guess it was, I forgot that I had had a voicemail from Scotty about a previous episode of Archer Radio. And in that episode, I was talking about my husband being a stomperson and making so much noise in the morning, and we got a noise complaint. I'm, I know I told you that. So Scotty called in, and I forgot to play that message on the last uh, podcast. So I'm going to play that now, and then I'm going to talk about it for just a minute here. So let's listen to Scotty. Girl, you are living with Mr. Stomperson. I, I can't believe it. Hello, Archer. This is Scotty Rossi Butler listening Hello, to your possibly latest show. Oh, my gosh. The husband is a Stomperson. And you know what? I can totally relate because my housemate is also a heavy stomper. And when I've said things to him as he's stomping around upstairs, he has acted with utter indignation and shock and said, I don't walk heavy at all. And I'm like, okay, now this is just a two-story house with a wooden floor. So, you know, it's not a luxury condominium on Millionaire's Row. Yeah, I've seen House of Cards. Um, your apartments should have way better soundproofing. But anyway, yes, when you're downstairs, I just hear my housemate stomping through the house, and he is totally unaware of it. Um, anyway, he is much better now after I pointed it out to him almost every day for like a month. Okay, well, good luck with uh, living with Mr. Stomperson. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty, very much for that message. I appreciate it very much. Now, um, my husband actually still is a stomperson. He, just like your roommate, he, um, as I mentioned in the podcast, uh, he was pretty much denying that he was the one making the noise. And I was listening because I, I listened to your voicemail message a couple days ago. And so since then, I have been listening to him and he is still stomping around. I'm just waiting for that next um complaint from the people down below about how he walks so heavy because he still does he even though i pointed out to him he gets so mad that i pointed that out to him and he denies that he is making all of this noise when he's walking now you mentioned about our luxury condo on millionaire's row well we do not live in a uh, I, I certainly cannot call it a luxury condo on millionaire's row granted in our neighborhood right now there is a house for sale for 20 million dollars and there's another house for sale for $9 million. And that one's just like two blocks from our house. Because um, when I do my walks, I go by these houses and I see the for sale signs. And then I come home and I look up the listing for the house. And I'm like, holy shit. That house, the one that, that's for $9 million is not even that great. But the one for $20 million is a mansion. I mean, it is huge. But, you know, we live in Northwest D.C. We live in the neighborhoods. Really rich neighborhoods. So anyway. Um, but our condo is not a big luxury condo building. This building was built in like 1952 and it has solid concrete floors. So that definitely does deaden the noise. But when you have a heavy stomperson on concrete floors, people below are going to hear it. So I can't say that we should have better soundproofing because actually, and I think I've mentioned this, most of the time I don't hear anyone now, I have mentioned in the podcast before about these um, brats upstairs who run around and drop stuff on the floor. And I think that's because they don't have carpeting on their floor. They have like hardwood floors or whatever. So, I mean, I do hear that. Like right now, it is silent. 
do you hear anything? No. So I know there are sometimes when they when they're doing construction stuff that I have said that on the podcast that you will hear it, but generally our building is pretty quiet, um, and I do think it's because we have these. I don't know how thick the floors are. Probably six to eight inches, th- probably eight inches thick, between the you know between the floors. So um, again, it's not a luxury condo, but I think the soundproofing is actually pretty good. It's it's just my stompers and husband who cannot accept that he is a heavy walker because he walks on his heels, and you know, I don't want to say he slams them, but he definitely walks very heavy on his heels. Like I was laying in bed this morning because he gets up really early, and um, I get up and go to the bathroom and come back to bed, and. I was like part kind of asleep, kind of not asleep. And I'm listening to him again. And he's like these heels on the floor. We have carpeting. And I think I even mentioned that while he was away, I put a pad underneath the carpet in our bedroom. And that helps a little bit. But he's he's still a Stomperson. I'm sorry to tell you. All right. So anyway, thanks, Scotty, for that. And I don't know how to get over the whole Stomperson thing because he's just denies that he is uh, making that noise. <laughs> now. I got another voicemail from Dave in Texas, and um, he is not happy with um, me because I was, on the last podcast, I was talking about the Supreme Court leak of the opinion for getting rid of Roe v. Wade, and I said that Texas and other states like it are ass backwards, and I guess because he's in Texas, he probably doesn't like that. But, um, well, let's listen to his voicemail, and then I will, um, you know, talk about it. So here we go. Here we go. Well, oh, shoot, it won't play. Oh, crap. Let me um, play it a different way. Hey, Archer. It's Dave in Texas. And I was listening to your last podcast, and I was multitasking, and I think I must have misheard. Pretty sure I misheard. You call Texas back-ass and equate it to even more back-ass places. But I'm probably mistaken there. I'm sure you didn't call the state of Texas back-ass. I'm, you know, probably mistaken. Might have misheard while I was multitasking, but thought I'd just double-check that. All right. Bye. All right, so there you go, Dave in Texas. Yes, you're right, Dave. I, I probably did to say it. I didn't, I didn't think I said it ass Bad, what, what did you say on the thing? This, well, the transcript is not very good. This is from Google Voice. And the transcript says that I said back ass, but I think I said ass backwards. Um, anyway, I'm so sorry, Dave, but yes, I did say that because you, you have to think about your state and these laws that your state is putting out. Now, I know that you probably don't feel this way, and you are probably much more liberal than the um, assholes in your state. <coughs> Excuse me. But for the most part, when Texas is banning abortion at 15 weeks, when some women don't even know they're pregnant at 15 weeks, and then they're trying to, you know, have their own don't say gay bill. And I mean, all of these restrictive culture war kind of, excuse me, laws that are just, they really are ass backwards. So I, I didn't mean to offend you, Dave, specifically. I'm just talking about your state in general. I think, you know, like Florida and I don't know, like, all the Dakotas and well, they were showing this map of if Roe v. Wade was overturned, which means that it would go back to the states to decide if they're if each state will have an have abortion. And they showed this map and um of all those states, and the green states were the ones that would 
already do or would have abortion um, legal. And then they showed that big chunk of red in the center with the, from the North Dakota all the way down to Texas and you know every little, um, yes, backward state in between. <laughs> so, um, and it was interesting because there's gonna be a lot of people, a lot of women who will not have access to abortion. And that, that to me is um, sad. Oh, I got an email. And this also opens us up to taking away other rights, like the right to get married and so forth. And that pisses me off, too. So, um, you know, it's just a like a Pandora's box. You open this and all these, and, the, you know, they'll probably take over the um, House in November. Then they'll have total control of the laws. Of course, Biden won't sign them if they make these laws. So it doesn't, I mean, it'll be a, lo- it'll be a while before like a federal ban on abortion, stuff like that. But anyway, I'm sorry, Dave, I did not mean to offend you, <laughs> you specifically. <laughs> now, I do want to go back to talking about Heartstopper for a minute on Netflix, because as I've already said, and I put it on Twitter, I've been watching that show pretty much nonstop since it was released on April 22nd, and I absolutely love it. Well, I'm a little obsessed because now like I follow the actors on Instagram, Kit Connor and Joe Locke and the other guy, Sebastian Croft, I think his name is. The you know the cute guys. Well, um, I don't I don't think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but on Twitter, people were putting, uh, well, I'm mostly guys were putting what their heart stopper moment was in their in their history. So, for example, um, some somebody posted the a picture of the movie. Um, oh God, I can't think of the <laughs> name of the movie. I love that movie. It was from 1997. Oh, shit. I can't think of it now. Anyway, so they posted a picture of the movie and they say, this was my heart stopper moment. And, you know, so it's I've seen things all the way from through the 90s into the 2000s of movies that were their heart stopper moment. Well, I posted a picture on Twitter that the movie Making Love in 1984 was my heart stopper moment. And because, well, wait, now, now I think I have already talked about this for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, I've been seeing these um, um, posts on Twitter over and over again about their Heartstopper moments. And now, because I, you know, look at all these Heartstopper tweets, the I'm getting all these suggestions on Twitter now for these um, fans, these crazy fans like this. Like the tweet says, you might like, and then it shows a, a tweet. This one is called Kit and Joe Thinker, and it shows pictures of the actor's you know, they're like into fashion now and they're showing these different pictures and stuff. But now I get so many of these you might like tweets and like follow this person because they watched Heartstopper or they have a reaction to Heartstopper and then they're posting all these pictures that they've like, oh my, that's my watch. Um, oh, that was Kevin. I don't think Kevin listens anymore, but Kevin um, moved to Florida and uh, he just finished a workout. Anyway. <laughs> Um, being, um, uh, what's the word? Distracted again. Anyway, so now I, I need to stop clicking on these tweets and reading them because my feed is now full of these um, tweets about, I mean, not that I don't like it, but it's really overwhelming. And I think Big Fatty mentioned on a show that I'm thinking about shutting down my Twitter and uh, not completely, but maybe locking it up. And I think I locked up my personal one 
already, but this is this is my Archer Radio one, and I keep getting these tweets all the time. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, it's driving me a little bit crazy, but I, I do like the show, and I'm going to continue watching it. But again, I need a new show to watch. I need something to distract me from this um, obsession I have with Heartstopper. I mean, it's such a good show. I love it so much. But I, I'm gonna, first of all, I'm going to stop talking about it because I know I need to stop talking about it. But um, I probably won't stop watching it because it just makes me feel so good when I watch the show. Anyway, all right. Well, that is all I have for today, boys and girls. And um Let's see, today's Tuesday, so I'll probably podcast next week someday, because now I have, a, I have a couple free weeks. Like, this week is pretty free, and next week's pretty free, although today I do have to get my hair cut, and, oh, in about an hour. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, and um, until next time, bye. <laughs>